If you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Live on Four Legs Podcast and on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. You've got a, you've got a great saying here. Yakosh uh, Tau Banja. Yeah. Yakosh Tau Banja. I've heard it said, and I think I know what it means, and, and uh, that's what I was trying to say when uh, we wrote this one here. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience, featuring... Mr. Stone Gossett! Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And if you're listening in for the first time, the last time, or the 72nd time, you all know that this is a podcast about Pearl Jam. And what we do is every episode we pick a show in their live catalog and we go through and we dissect everything that's gone on in the show. The set list composition, some of the songs, and some of the important things that makes a set so good. So... Right here, right now, Randy Sobel here and John Farrar over there. And Hello. we are staying safe and healthy as much as we can be. And um, yeah, this is a uh, look podcast and how we do this podcast. You being over in Georgia and me being in Connecticut, uh, social distancing is, is okay. Like, if you're that's, that's nothing new to us, man. We've been doing that no. for a long time. <laughs> no, it's actually, I, you know it's a great hobby to have around this time. If you're not podcasting right now, I don't like, it's a perfect thing to, you know, just shoot the shit with some of your friends and and put it together. I, I I recommend it, you know, with all everything that's going on, but look, you know, we can't stress enough. Like last week's episode, it was, um, it was, it was difficult. And I, uh, there were times where I considered not releasing it at all. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't want to embarrass the show or I don't know why I thought it would be embarrassing, but to have us be really excited about a tour and then announce that there would be no tour and have it happen a week after the fact, I I wasn't really sure about it, but I feel like it was something that kind of needed to happen. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, it was human emotion. I thought it was relatable. You know, I think it's, you guys, you know, you got kind of your your immediate response to it. You know, I mean, it would have been 
it would have been weirder, I think, to just not to just gloss over it and be like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. You know, I mean, right. it was I thought it was I mean, that's it, you know, it got real for a minute. And I think that's I think a lot of people are related to it. I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no worse time that news like that can drop than during. Yeah, and I mean, and and we didn't even understand we didn't understand the scope of what was happening at that time. It was like, sure. well, well, why would they do that? Like, why? Like, but now obviously we're. We're a couple yeah. of weeks out, and we understand like, the scope of everything that's happening in the seriousness. So, yeah. yeah, we're 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 well we're over those feelings now. We completely understand. We're completely on board with I, with postponing the tour. Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like you have to you have to be ridiculous to think that you know you can be in public with more than fifteen to twenty people at a time at this point. It's just, but yeah, but this was really the first domino. It was the first domino. Like, You're right. Even before all the a lot of the sports and everything, like Pearl Jam, give them credit. They were, they were on the ball and and checking things out and making sure that that people were safe. And yeah, now everything else has followed suit and just where there's just nothing going on. It's more reasons to just love and appreciate the band that they are looking out for all of our best interests and. You know, and again, they're they're ahead of the curve when it comes to this stuff. So that it, yeah. it's good to it's good to know. It's it's a refreshing it's a refreshing sight. So, um, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna go a little bit of back around the world, and we're gonna do our second European country here. It's gonna be Poland, and we had a a little bit of a decision to make because there were two really really good Poland shows that we had to choose from, and we ultimately chose Krakow from two years ago because they're gonna be well potentially if it's still happening they're going to be playing Krakow over the summer. So I want. I wanted to kind of get this in as a refresher, and if anybody was going to that Krakow show, they can listen to this and kind of get, you know, a, a little bit of a nostalgia and get a little bit excited and, and maybe, you know, a little tease of what, what's to come later. Yeah, and, the you know, the other show was was kind of a unique set list where it was kind of a, a sparser kind of a crowd, and we had just done one of those, and we did Nagoya, so... I feel like there would have been a lot of the same things to talk about. So, yeah, it's good to uh, to get kind of refreshers on this 2018 tour because you know we will we will get a, a Gigazone tour at some point. So they they will they will make it back at some point. So it's good to uh, to kind of hit on these more recent ones and get a feel for uh, for what was going on when we last left them. As much as we love the '94, the '98s, uh, all of that, sometimes you have to hit on the most recent stuff to sort of get you prepared. So that's what we're going to end up doing. And, um, you know, obviously we have Gigaton that's coming out in a couple of days. And if this was any normal week that we expected, this would have been a really big week and we would have had a lot of discussions and things. But, you know, there was a leak that came out and a lot of people have the album now. I, just one thing I want to bring up, we're not – going to talk about that we're not going to talk about the leak we're not going to talk about yes we've heard it and i think out of respect to you guys and out of respect to the band we're not going to share any of our opinions until the album comes out i I feel like that's you know a lot of people want to abide by that code and i respect that so you know 
maybe the day that Gigaton comes out, we'll have something for you guys. But right now, we're we're gonna chill a little bit. Most of you have the leak. If you have the leak by now, you know what's going on, and you've heard it, and you know everybody's reaction to it. But I think, uh, what do you think, John? You think it's good to wait a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know you. We can keep it to ourselves for for another week or so. I think It'll, it won't even get dry. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's yeah, it's been so long already. You know, we we've waited since 2013. So, um, but I think yeah, you know, when hopefully the uh, the vinyl will will get here a day or two early, and uh, maybe we'll do a little vinyl listening party when uh, when the time comes. Would love to. Yeah, would love to do that and get everybody involved on social media as much as we can. We um, again, you know. With with no tour going on, um, we at this time would have been saying, you know, head over to this place and grab one of our stickers or, you know, check out this episode. And it's just kind of we're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now. So a lot of the things that we've be we'd be discussing early in the show, you know, promoting things, uh, we, we just don't have them right now and we'll come up with ideas and we'll come up with things to do soon enough. But right now. All we really got is uh, we're going to release stuff to Patreon. So if you're a patron and you're excited hey, for Randy, more stuff. Randy, what, what if I'm not a patron and I want to be? How do I go about doing that? Well, there's a little website. It's actually called patreon.com. And we have our own section of patreon.com slash live on four legs. So if you go to patreon.com slash live on four legs, you'll see our content. And that's the number four. The number that four. is the number four. Yeah, Very smart thinking. That's the number four. And if you go there, you'll see that there's content, but it's blocked. And that's because it's all due to uh, pledges and donations. So there's two different tiers that we have. We have the dollar tier, which is the bonus leg, and the $5 tier, which is the gig leg. Any tier will get you all of our exclusive episodes. The The tier differential is for whether or not you want your episode to choose for our show, if you want it sooner rather than later, but everybody gets an episode to pick to come on our air. So really, we're just... Um, we're we're saving up and and now really now more time than ever we're looking forward to saving up and doing more merch and doing more stickers and things like that for when the tour does come because when it comes we're going to be prepared and we're going to be ready so if you if you want to contribute and you want to listen to more exclusive content you love the show just head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs john do we have anything good coming up like this week you think a bridge yeah, school I think we, episode? Yeah, I think we're going to do that bridge school 1994 night two. That was that was a cool show. And, uh, yeah, we talked about that for, for a while. The people on, uh, on Patreon will get to hear that. But I, I did want to mention a couple of things, too. I want to mention uh, thanks to everyone who sent us pictures of them wearing the shirts yeah. and the hoodies and everything that they that they got. That was really great to see. So thanks, everybody, who... Who uh, who bought those and then showed them off on social media? Appreciate it. Yeah, really and, excited. Uh, Thank you very yeah. much for that. And also, if you guys remember, we had a guest on the show last year when we did the Voodoo Fest, uh, Johnny Firecloud. I want to mention his part two of his Pearl Jam Fan Life uh, Anti Quiet podcast is finally out. So we uh, we talked to him about it when it uh, when he part one came out and it was really good and really detailed. 
and if you're you know if you're in it like like a lot of us are then he's got a lot of good stories so part two is out now so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already absolutely i've yet to check it out but that is on my coronavirus to-do list right now that's part of my social distancing plan is to go and listen to his show so it should be part of yours too but uh yeah all right let's uh let's get into the show a little bit here then uh krakow poland what's going on at the time uh, they're going through the European tour and this is kind of smack dab in the middle and, you know, they're not promoting an album. They're not really, it's, it's Europe. And I think it's their first full European tour since 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, and Poland, I don't think they had hit since 2010. I could be wrong on that, but that right. sounds like the right time. So, this is yeah, well, probably and this was too this was coming off the the show in Rome and the show in Prague and those are both yeah. kind of crazy set lists as well like some really interesting stuff on those there but like you know Prague was only a 27 song set Rome was, Rome was 36. A 36 that was that was the longest one cuz they had I think they had four or five days off after that show but they had had just one day off uh, before this one but uh, yeah, you get you still get thirty songs, so that's that's pretty good for twenty eighteen. I think a lot of what you can expect out of this Krakow show is something that you'd be able to expect on their next tour. It won't be a super show like Rome was, but it will have thirty very solid songs with a couple of you know rarities thrown in there. Maybe not as rare as we hear in this show, but I think that. I think that you'll be able to get some on whenever they're going to be doing this. So one of the, one of the points I want to bring up is that Krakow is so unexpected as a city that you don't really think it would get this kind of set. And it's kind of, I mentioned it last week and I mentioned it every time we do a Hartford show, but it, it kind of has that Hartford feel to it where Hartford kind of sneaks up on you and they come up with a really good set list when it's sandwiched in between places like New York and Boston that have good sets, but they're more fan friendly and uh, I don't want to use the term generic, but it has you know, you're definitely hitting all the hits. And when you hit rare stuff, it feels like it's calculated rare stuff. But this, it feels like they're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, seeing if it sticks and not worrying about if there are necessarily consequences, if they're, you know, not comfortable playing a song or, or not. So, uh, yeah, and we've talked like about that. too, where they, they have a knack for taking those out of the way places and making them special. Like we talked about Moline in Greenville and things like that where and even yeah the the same applies to Europe where yeah you know London shows are always going to be special if they're playing in you know in some old amphitheater in Italy or if they're playing in Berlin or something obviously those shows are going to be worthwhile but yeah I mean you you never know with this band like which night they're going to just break out and go nuts you know yeah I think there's a difference between atmosphere and set list and how both of them intertwine and sometimes you just get just the right mix of everything and maybe it had something to, maybe they just had a feel with this because from the early onset this crowd was very good 
And yeah, and, and you could tell. I think Ed's in a good mood right from the beginning. I think I noticed even in Of the Girl, he seems really loose and really like playing around with the crowd. And I, I thought he it was probably really good energy in the building. Yeah, that's I, I got the same feeling from that. I think throughout the show, it seemed like if anything was going awry, he kind of bounced back from it and he had a laugh with it. And, you know, he drank his wine and, and he kind of, you know, it, it seemed it seemed like nothing. It, it seemed like they were just enjoying themselves. And sometimes that's really what what you ask for with this more than a set list more than a an atmosphere you just ask for the band just kind of bouncing bouncing off what the crowd is doing and and giving it back as much as they're giving them so this is a really good example of that kind of show and the way that we kick it off with of the girl here kind of you know you have your songs and we mention all the time when we do an oceans or we do uh, a long road, maybe a hard to imagine opener that it's that a wash kind of or something like that. Wash, yeah. that, that first sign of like, okay, this is a little different. We're not getting a release. We're not getting a, a pendulum or something that we kind of expect every night when you get something of the girl, not really played very often. I think it was only played like two or three times this tour. So you get that off the bat, you're knocking off a binaural song and you're thinking to yourself, all right, here we go. What do you, what do you got for us? going to be that's really the whole early part of the set very similar to what our hartford show that we covered last week was where they just kind of threw a lot of real random rare stuff at you very early on yeah it's fantastic i mean to get a binaural song number one and then i think it's the only binaural song that gets played in the whole set but yeah that's yeah that would have been would have been crazy yeah immediately you know the people in front of people who know what's going on or yeah immediately into it like oh you know it's one of those like you said it's one of those unexpected things where it kind of it turns the the show in a different way you know and to get that right from the beginning is uh just gonna throw everybody for a loop i think it might be a little bit of a throwback to that show that we kind of teased earlier the catavise show 
Um, Could be. That I believe they opened that show with Of the Girl, if I'm not mistaken. I know Sleight of Hand was really early on, but I thought Of the Girl was the opener in that. It was the 2000 tour, so that that would make sense. Right. So it might have been just kind of... You know, they were thinking about that moment, and they were saying, "Hey, it worked. It worked then, and people remember it." So, it and he does today. go back. You know, he he's got all those notebooks. He goes back and looks at all the previous sure shows they played in that country or in that city, and he he'll he'll go back and make references to stuff. So, yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all. Absolutely, and it gets you into just the just the two on here, just the 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 double slow open with present tense here too, and present tense. Like you have to kind of package them together because the intensity coming out of of the girl and into present tense just it flows so beautifully. You have that second verse where they're building and they're building into the bridge and they feel like they are at the top of their game already in two songs in. You feel something very special coming from that stage. Oh, yeah. I, I got present tense second. I think it was. Uh, I have to say, I think it was Columbia in 2016 that they played at number two, and it was it was amazing. Like, give, give me to this in, as an opener, second spot, third spot. Love it early in a set like this. This is an epic start to a show of the girl in her present tense. 100%. And I think that a lot of what this show is is the crowd and their participation and going back and forth and present tense is one of those songs. If you hear the crowd clear on a boot singing this, you know that this is a good show and this is people that know their shit. You have this really explosive three song just knock out of the gate right here. Last Exit Why Go Evolution. And it's just a really good stretch. They really don't give the crowd a second to breathe at all in between each song. They're just bam, back to back to back. And it, it, it gives you this, it gives you the vibe of, of they're ready to play and, and they're gamers on this one. And, and the crowd has to keep up with them in this. And, and you'll see even after evolution stone starts right away within hiding. And Ed's like, no, no man, we got to take a break yeah. for a second. I need to go sip some wine. So there that reminded already... me of, that reminded me of your fantasy set list draft where he would have been like, Whoa, Hold on, <laughs> where you where you did not let up at all, but no, uh, people can no. go back if they don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, when when you get do the evolution in this early kind of fast set, you know that that's something too because that's one that's got a, it's always a crowd moment, gets a lot of crowd participation. So when they throw that into this little fast set at the beginning, you know, normally it might be a hail hail or an animal or a save you or something like that. Mind your manners, but to get evolution this early means that they know. The crowd is is up for it, and they and they respond. They had the, some great stuff in Evolution. Yeah, one of the cool things that I noticed out of Evolution, and and um, the, this was all the crowd dictated this the whole way. That right when they go into the bridge and Stone's doing a solo, the crowd right away does the whoa whoa oh whoa whoa oh, 
And Ed doesn't necessarily do that every single time they do evolution. Right. Right. More versions that are more recent, he will do the Meyer Me and Meyer My Home. But that was sort of a mid 2000s thing, like 2010 Backspacer era. He was doing that a real lot. So you can. Yeah, a lot of those, of, South, a lot of those South American shows. Yep. They, they really was prominent. Yeah, those mm-hmm. 2011 shows. And- yeah, you can tell Ed sort of. In the middle of this, he's kind of changing course where he's saying, all right, you guys, you guys have it. You're, you know what you're doing. I'll follow you in this. stretch to kind of get your uh get your show kicked off why go and last exit both uh, excellent as well and ed mentioned something early in why go did you hear that line he said something about sweethearts no i couldn't i couldn't didn't hear that one yeah all i heard was the word sweethearts but oh, okay it might not yeah yeah there's um, a lot of it's one of those shows where there's a lot of crowd participation and he's a lot of banter yeah, and he's, you know, we'll get to it in a few minutes, but someone's got a song written on their forehead. Yep. And there's, like, there's little kids, and, like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing, and the whole theme of the show was similar to a lot of the shows on this tour. They were, yeah, they were you, really loose and playing around. You notice the other thing, the other uh, banter comment that I noticed, he said somewhere in Evolution, he's like, it's Jesus. Did you notice that? No. I have to go back and listen. Yeah, we should play it. It, it just goes to show that they're they're having fun. They're not taking themselves too seriously on this night, and they're yeah. definitely they're definitely feeling it. So, like I said, Stone is is quick to the punch within hiding, and Ed's kind of like, "Whoa, let's let's take a second. Stone Gossard right there. Hey, we were, uh, I, I just give a guy a chance to get a sip of wine, will you? I, I noticed that his speaking voice seemed a little bit hoarse. Just a little bit. And we can't mention this time period without mentioning the London stuff. Right. So. You know, I'm I'm wondering how much of a lingering effect that had. But with the singing boys, it didn't seem like he lost a lot of edge during this. Yeah, but it's still taking Maybe a toll. I mean, he's back a little bit. He's he's not a young man at this point. So, right. yeah, he after after those songs back to back to back, he he needs to take a break and and give it give it a few minutes before he pushes himself again. But yeah, it's it's you know it's 2018 tour. He's he's doing the best he can. Sure. Yeah, um, that 
isn't hiding right here and in hiding just the most co- appropriate Pearl Jam song for 2020. I was going to say that yeah. if you watch yeah. the Black Circle live stream they played that and he said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that was kind of fun that they put that together, but really I think we need to jump into other side because we haven't covered it yet. Obviously, it's only been yeah. played three times, yeah. and we have one definitive time that we're definitely going to end up covering it, and that's within our Bridge School series on Patreon, but this is your first real surprise out of left field on this show, that you're taking a song, it's only been played twice in the history of Pearl Jam, and they're playing. It's not the same without you Let's just casually bust this out in Poland. Yeah, and this, and this is the forehead request. That? He tells, he makes the whole point by, you know, what was this? The, I thought Green Disease was the forehead request. Oh yeah, request. I thought he was talking about other. Yeah, side. because yeah. Okay. no, it was after other side. Okay, yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, the other side has kind of a rough start. Like maybe they'd sound checked it once or twice, or maybe they didn't even get to sound check it at all. But they. They get through it pretty well, and it's it's one of those yeah one of those riot act B sides that probably in hindsight should have found a home on that record somewhere because it's a great song, but just didn't really fit in with the with the theme of that album at the time. Yeah, it's it's a tough song to translate live. I feel like when you listen to it on Lost Dogs, it has this sort of warmth to it when they get into the chorus and kind of the acoustic part of the verses. This is a it Jeff just has, song, like, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. 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 It just has this very just kind of warm, sympathetic sort of vibe to it. And when they do it live, it kind of, in a way, feel, it, un, unintentionally feels rushed, in a sense. And I don't know if that goes towards why they're a little hesitant to play it more often, because maybe they feel they can't recapture that magic, but just sort of a little food for thought on that. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I'm, again, I'm the, the music people out there can, can correct me, but I think it's in a weird weird time signature as well. I think at least in the, in the when it gets to that middle part, but yeah, I think it's a difficult song to pull off more than, more than you would think. And it has kind of a weird intro. Like it doesn't really start in a conventional way. So that, right. that and makes sort of only, yeah. and, almost and it, he, started. he is pushing his voice a little bit with like the, you know, stand 
stone like it, it kind of goes up to a higher register there which is not easy for him to do anymore so i can see why it hasn't shown up it's just a song that i mean how many people have the the save you single <laughs> with the with it on the b-side but um yeah it's it's one of those ones that yeah you you had to be at one of these shows to catch it and it's i mean i, I love the meaning behind the song i i think the lyrics are wonderful and i i wish it would be played more yeah, I think I think it's one of those that they could figure out if they did it more often. And um, it feels like it's it feels like it would be in like an acoustic encore spot, maybe. I think when they did it in Worcester, I think that's where it was. I don't know if it was done acoustically, yeah. but yeah. I think it was in that. Where like let it, let them let them sit down yeah. and like really focus on it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, something like that might be its 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 spot for. Uh, it's you know it's best spot sure and i i remember if you look at the scratched off set list of wrigley 2013 this was part of that so i always go back to Mm. thinking about what that show could have been had there been no rain delay or anything like that and and certainly that would have been very interesting had this popped up but again third time ever you know we're probably not going to talk about it too much so really like the song and and who knows 2020 if it happens maybe they bust it out we'll just have to see it's worth five points in the fantasy league so Mo- <laughs> moving on this is sort of a little bit of a riot act uh section here because other side is 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 not the album but the era mm-hmm. but we have two riots riot right. act songs back to back and this is where we're getting at with uh the requests on the forehead they have two women that are up in the front and they have i believe I believe it's for green disease. That's why he's pointing it out. I'm I'm not sure if it was a post tense thing with other side and he was pointing it out because they played other side. But, Hmm. uh, I believe he specifically says that green disease is is a request. And when they Mm -hmm. get into it, it's sort of, they're in the wrong key and they figure it out. It, It takes a little bit for them to get into it and sort of, figured the song as as they go it was the first time they played it in 2018 out of out of the two yeah and then riot act songs are not you know there's there's been a couple you know besides save you and and the next one that's coming up and not a lot of them have been played very often so i can see where but yeah again it started out a little rough but but they they got through it. yeah these european shows had a lot of riot act stuff or at least you know comparatively to what riot act has been in the past you know getting four at a show uh 15 years after the album came out is sort of uh, unimaginable but yeah hard to hard to believe in 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 a year and and some change we're going to get up on the 20th anniversary of riot act that's that's kind of nuts that's kind of nuts and i'm sure that year, when in twenty twenty three, I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of you know twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three for the tour at least twenty twenty three. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll be doing. I'm sure we'll be mm-hmm. talking about some anniversary stuff. Uh, I am mine comes after Green Disease, and I feel like for both of them, they're they're sort of figuring these songs out as they go along. They're not like the most pristine performances of each, but uh, they work in the end. And I think it's just the the shock value of this little riot act section of three songs, and then later on, you you will get the appearance of two more. So yeah, I thought I thought I am mine worked up to really something really nice at the end. I thought I had a really nice. 
uh, solo part and bridge part. I thought they, they really, really got into a, a good groove at the end of it. All right, we have this little section after the Riot Act stuff where it goes from even flow to garden to severed hand, not for you. And you get some energy coming back into the building with even flow. Garden, Ed is imploring the crowd to help him sing the chorus, and it's very melodical, uh, soothing rhythm and, and a very on-the-mark mic solo for it. But severed hand is the one that, sort of sticks out to me even though not not for you really is the one that sticks out actually i should say but severed hand i did want to make mention because at this time avocado songs are kind of the new riot x songs where (laughs) seeing an avocado song in a set is becoming a rare rare thing uh and severed hand that was such a common song when the album came out is sort of dwindling in its appearances. So seeing it here and seeing it in the spot, because it's usually whenever it got played in that era, fifth, fourth song in very, very early on, but it, I think it gave the set a little bit of a, uh, you know, a second, a second wind, a second kickstart to finish off the second half. Oh yeah. It's, it's a much better live song than it is on the record. Like I've said, Many times it's it's one of the top one or two from Avocado that's that translates well live. It it always has a lot of energy and uh, I really like it live. But yeah, I thought uh, Even Flow had a really nice mic solo. It's not like a generic Even Flow solo. I thought he had a lot of cool stuff going on. And Even Garden, like yeah, it, they it, w- it was a little more melodic, but they do a little bit of that headbang outro which like that's the closest pearl jam gets to Soundgarden, i think right like dun, 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 are you just saying that because dun, the song dun, is garden dun. i am that that did not occur to me until i thought about it later <laughs> but i'm sure it's occurred to matt cameron um yes but yeah like that's that's the that's if you if you're into the head banging then then garden is about as close as you get but yeah i mean we're building up to not for you which is uh, one of the highlights of the show for me, the a little call and response, which you don't normally get. Yes. And a uh, really, really nice leader Kenny uh, tag at the end. I thought that was really cool. think with that call and response it's sort of not for you and i'm not saying it's 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 definitely in the common spot that the song is usually in but you're not getting a Mm -hmm. daughter and you're not really getting a hit in this area 
right. you know, you go down to giving a fly in a couple songs later and, and maybe that's your one, but it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that call and response. So you need, yeah, sort there's of no that animal. There's no like one of like a go or something where one of those early songs where everyone gets to like scream along. You had, you had by go and evolution early, but yeah, corduroy, exactly. Something like that. So yeah, this kind of, they kind of transpose that into not for you here. Yeah, I, I don't know when if they've ever done it or how often they they do do something like this and not for you. I, I, I yeah, I can't ever I can't ever remember hearing another one. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe BJ Twenty had a version like that just because I, I I just remember them doing some back and forth with Julian Casablancas, but I I haven't listened to that in a long time because there's no great recording of it, but. Yeah, I, this was this was really good, and and of course, Modern Girl tagged on the back end. So you know, I think this is. And I like when the and let, um, I like when the Modern Girl tag gets really quiet and really like when it kind of breaks from. I mean, it's obviously a tag on the end of the song, but I like when they it kind of breaks and it it gets really kind of sparse and and quiet, and it, it kind of it has a nice like kind of vibe to it at the end of the song kind of it almost reminds you of that original outro of the song like the little arpeggiated thing that he did but i really i really like when when modern girl gets like quiet and sparse instead of trying to be big i feel like you felt it in this version because you heard the crowd and did you hear like the whistling coming from the crowd in this yeah yeah that that to me that 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 goes to show like how how balanced the mix is and just how how well the band and the crowd are playing off each other this you know in this mid what could what people could say is is almost a dead spot in the set is not feeling that right now right so yeah. we have two back to back here that are very atmospheric and you know soaring pearl jam kind of songs and that's right act again uh-huh and giving a fly back to back here it's yeah. just yeah. the delay effects are in full force i i feel like stone is is a driving force on this song as well uh this is a good stone night i don't know Definitely. if you noticed that yeah but yeah there were garden a lot and of... i am mine and in hiding mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah. there there were a lot of chance for stone and and he was singing he they were doing mankind in a lot of these european shows so i think People were expecting or wondering if he would sing because you know we, we did get a little chant problems. later. We'll get to that too. The the crowd wanted it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was this is a really good Stone Night, and even I'll I'll, I'll go back I mean, to the let, in hiding honest, thing. It was I, very I, exciting. I hate, I hate to interrupt. I hate yeah. to interrupt. Every night is a good Stone Night. The man's a, a goddamn genius. But Continue. sometimes I think you can recognize it and you're just like, you know what? Stone stone's onto something and stone's driving this. That that's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go with that. Sure. But he, but even, but even when we talk about, yeah, it's a great Ed night or a great Mike night or a great Jeff night. It's always a great stone night. He's, he's the best. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I think, I think it's just, it's tough to say it's a good stone night sometimes because he's just very, yeah. he's very consistent. He's it's, he's solid, yeah. He's he's just holding it down over there on that rhythm guitar. Here's here's your sad baseball reference, uh, as you know, this week would have been the start of the MLB season, so I have to get some baseball references in now to sort of make up for all that's going on. But he's he's that all star that casually keeps making the all star game and 
people don't realize that he's after you know a couple years in the big leagues he's a 10-time all-star and you're, you're he's like, he's the Shit. he's the freddie freeman of the uh that's all-star team. yeah i yeah. i think that's a that's a good example i'm sort of thinking like eh, maybe he's not i was thinking like a fred mcgriff but I don't, Fred yeah. Griff's not a Hall of Famer, but Freddie Freeman's not yeah. a Hall of Famer yet. So he will be. I don't know. That's borderline at this moment. I, I give him a lot of credit. He's a Met killer, so I, I give him a lot yeah, of credit. Yeah. But you know how I am with with Braves Met killers <laughs> out there. There are, there are many, and they are depressing. So, but yeah, th- these are good soaring songs. You are the riot act, like we were saying, and giving a fly really can't be overlooked in a set like this. You know, oh you're yeah, not, great, great moment. Right, you're not getting a ton of hits, so this is the one to get your your crowd. And and you are is not really one that your crowd is singing along to. So you want you want another this is really well placed to to get that yeah this would be like the jeremy spot or the immortality spot or something yeah yeah i think that's fair to say so mind your manners and lightning bolt to sort of be your precursor to the end of the set and i think that this is a perfect way to include these songs into a 2020 set list where they don't feel like they're repeating stuff from the last couple of years and, and they're just doing the same lightning bolt songs. If they do these at the end of the set, they'll feel fresh. They'll feel, you know, they'll feel important instead of just being like the third and fourth songs, how they've usually done the last seven years that they've been touring. People don't want that anymore, but if you give it to them here, I think people would be really excited for them. Yeah, and I thought I, I want to mention too the little intro he gives to Lightning Bolt, where he says, "You know, this is for strong and powerful women," and it's one of those songs that he's he's got such a good perspective on writing from like a female point of yeah. view, and oh, he, yeah. he really can can tap into that, and without without being like condescending and without being trite and everything. So I think yeah, Lightning Bolt definitely is like. With these two songs, probably the two best songs from Lightning Bolt that translate live, and I, I really hope they stick around. And not a surprise to see them back to back, even five years after the album came out in that original tour. But yeah, Lightning Bolt is, is I think, is really going to turn into something special. It really has a great solo here too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind at all seeing it in the spot. The, the thing that made me realize that Lightning Bolt could be your penultimate set closer the one you know before porch or before rear mirror is just that ending and how they keep going on and it feels like a longer extended end than it is on the album or or even that it would be yeah. earlier in a set it felt big it felt powerful it felt like it was going to be your one of your final moments before getting into a porch it almost has the same uh, vibe as like a corduroy, like it's the same structured yeah. kind of song where they can do the same things that they do with lightning bolt that they do with corduroy. Sure, yeah, and get a couple extra measures in, and abs- absolutely, I, I I follow that theory. And ag- again, I think if you want to implement lightning bolt songs into the next set of shows and make them feel fresh and make them feel like you want to them to continue playing these songs because mind your manners 
and Lightning Bolt have been played almost every single show since 2013. So I get if you've been going to a lot of shows in the last seven years, I get if, if you're like, okay, let's let's move away from them for, for a little while. Um, let's let's find another spot for them. That's that's sort of what I'm getting at here. And that gets into yeah. Porch is a very good version of Porch. Um, I don't have anything too crazy to say about Porch ending the set, uh, but they were pretty much doing this every single night in 2018. This is, yeah, you know, this is very predictable. Yeah. But. yeah, and it's it's kind of a medium tempo. It's it's not played super fast. It's and it's you know it's not an eight or nine minute version. But yeah, there's it was it was fine. Yeah, you felt good energy from it, and you know it, yeah. it sets you up perfectly for. Uh, and uh, what's you know, I didn't out. I didn't get to see the video. Was he? Did he get? I don't think he went out in the crowd at this point. But this is something he was doing too. Is trying to you know walk out in the crowd a little bit and and do the hey 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 hey's. But um, I don't even didn't even check to see if there's a video of it but i wouldn't be surprised because that's always a cool moment as well for the crowd oh yeah yeah where he gets to reach down and grab somebody's hand and give him the mic and uh yeah definitely i I didn't i didn't go and seek it out either but i wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened at this show where he was very much in sync with with what the crowd was doing all night i I wouldn't be surprised at all so that gets gets us into the encore and Ed, of course, is making surfing references about how good the crowd is and dedicates and jokes about his daughters in some fashion before the next song. Something about it was a little a little in, little inappropriate. Yeah. Um, for the for the younger crowd. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure of what he said. I didn't go back to get the full uh, ordeal about it, but it had something to do with, oh, well, my daughter's here and she's 14 and let's let's leave it at that. Don't have to elaborate on that, but it gets into yeah. Just Breathe and this uh, first, this kind of the campfire cool down of the encores is pretty, it's pretty good. It's Just Breathe, All or None, and Footsteps. Yeah, he, you notice he, he does the little the little breath in the, in the break in the song. He does like the, you know, the Just Breathe part. Like that was, that's a nice little touch he started doing, I think. Um Maybe even 2014 or 2015, but this is a good catch. it makes makes another little appearance here. And then, yeah, we uh, you get a little uh, malfunction to the end. So it's almost like he he was busking at the end of the uh, at the end of the song. Yeah, just kind of singing out into the crowd without a microphone. Yeah. So here's what happens. So the front of house mics, uh, they something malfunctioned and something uh, the console went down. So you'll hear at the end of the song where Ed gets really confused and they don't finish up tight. I'm thinking, I'm like, what, what happened here? Did Ed just kind of lose his spot? get a fun little moment where in between the two songs ed is uh again you know they you don't catch the final line of the song and it sounds like he's singing it off mic so in between all or none and just breathe ed is taking his time while while the the crew figures out what to do there's a long break yeah it's and it's at least a, a 
three or four minutes in between the songs. He's he's sharing a bottle of wine with the crowd. And then the best part about this is after he's done with the crowd, he goes back on stage and he finishes the line. Hold me till I die. I'll meet you on the other side. It's so appropriate. It's so well, well you done. Got the, you got the the crowd doing the little the do-do-do-do-do-do-do's from yeah. Black. Yeah. And they, was... they're doing the let stone sing. Let Stone sing, so that they were they were doing all of the uh, all of the stuff to to keep themselves occupied. Yeah, they were they were they were doing their job. I, this this was an excellent crowd all night. The crowd gets a ten for me, um, and you know the the band's feeding off of it, and especially when you have something like this happen, you this can tend to derail you at times because maybe your crowd can get a little confused of what's going on and and you know maybe they get a little uptight and restless this that does not happen here so it keeps really good control and that gets us into a song that's very very rarely played in all or none the 17 times it's been played i think this was 16 out of 17 and it's our final riot act song of the night we actually have covered the song more often than you think because we did the seattle night two about a month or two ago and we've done this i don't know i want to say five or four of the 17 times it is played overall so you know yeah evidently i keep missing those because those keep being (laughs) then uh, you take the the floor my friend what whatever you have to say on it it's, it's your yeah i really really enjoyed hearing it here i think it fits perfectly in the spot I mean, yeah, we've we've talked about how cool it would be to like end a show with it, this and around the bend. I think get kind of overlooked as closers and don't get played as often as they should. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed hearing it here. I think it's it has a really nice melody and a really nice vocal, and I thought it it definitely deserves a spot here. I thought it was really cool. And to go with this song and and its rarity and how rare it is you got to go back to the last couple of years because even though it's been played 17 times since 2002, it has been played five times since 2014. So they are trying to implement this as much as they can. And I was fortunate enough to see it one of those times at Madison square garden. And it's still a very tough one to catch, but it feels yeah, like I mean, they're it, trying to implement it. Got played it. At that, it got played at that fan club show, the Vic theater show. Yep. And then it, it it wasn't played again until 2013. So that was kind of, you know, that they were still, they were still active in those years. Like they did a lot of shows in 09, a lot of shows in 2010, a lot of shows in 2011. So yeah, it just disappeared for those six years. So that kind of made it, you know, that kind of made it appeal more to the, to the hardcore fans to be like, Oh man, I want to start being one that people started chasing. And then, you know, since 2013, yeah, it pops up once or twice a year, once every, once every, once or twice every tour. So hopefully it'll, uh, it'll stick around. Yeah. I think it's one of those that you'll, you'll see it in encore that it's kind of like that and sleight of hand are on the same level almost where if you're not hearing one of those, then you're getting a more common, uh, encore, I suppose. So, uh, it, it flows yeah, like, like a fatal or something sure. like that. It's. They they always will throw you know in this tour they would always throw a rare song in this little acoustic 
mini set. Yeah, always it's always the time that you're expecting for the most because especially if you're a fan of footsteps and you want to hear footsteps every single show like I do, you're hoping for this part and you're hoping for footsteps. That's every time we get to this moment and I want something that's not as rare. I'm thinking that this one come comes around and this one had Really good energy to it and really good flow to it. This whole section worked really well. Definitely agree. We get our two fast ones for Encore 1, and it's, it's nothing it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's once in whipping. Um, they're very common-ish songs. Whipping may be a little bit more uncommon than, than once, but the only thing that I really have on, on these is just how we transfer into whipping because there's a little bit of strumming that you yeah, kind of yeah. you don't know what's about to come before you get that little hi hat hit. when you hear it immediately you kind of you get like this rush of energy this rush of excitement yeah that little palm muted intro guitar thing in between was weird um to then to just kick in the song like that and then of course ed forgets to sing i think in the part where he plays whipping because is he playing guitar and whipping at this point uh, yeah i think so yeah no. so he he forgets to sing which is fine yeah. but um yeah once into whipping is not like a a combo that you think of very often but yeah i thought it worked well you know once was well played it's not one of my favorites off of 10 or you know but yeah you know it worked out fine it's you know it's a good moment for the crowd again to get them back up after that little uh acoustic set yeah it's glue and i think the next song is really what the crowd is is anticipating and hoping for in this kind of set list and you have a little wasted reprise under ed who is talking and speaking well ed up. gets he gets political he does yeah, he gets political for a minute and he actually he talks, he talks about, about situation he talks about protest rights in poland and how they're trying to limit them and at one point i read he uh, there was a pride flag in the crowd and he actually picked up the pride flag and uh waved it for a little bit mm-hmm. so he's doing you know this is political ed and and say what you want about political ed but political ed is part of the history of the band and you know uh uh it's it's good that we have all of this stuff and it, it's good like he says all this time it's good to have discussion it's good to have conversations so you know uh, it's and it's also important that whether or not you know, in, in any country that you get freedoms of speech, freedom of of protest, and uh, as long as it's peaceful. That's what he's discussing in, in this, and I think it's an important discussion. So, um, But that takes you into Better Man, and, and I have to mention this, because, John, you kind of made fun of me for this, and I said that <laughs> I had a reason why I picked Wasted Reprise, on my fantasy team and you were like oh why would you pick waste of reprise that's a, that's a waste of a pick and i said well because i picked better man and i know that they played before better man more often than not so 
what do you think now? I don't know that it's more often than not, but I think it, I think you were you were humbled a little bit by how little it had been played. <laughs> I think you no 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 more than no. It was. Dave had the wrong stat on it. Dave had the wrong stat on mm. it. It was uh, it's actually it's actually way more than than David said. It's been played before Life Wasted thirty seven times and before Better Man twenty eight times, and then everything else after that is seven or or less. Yeah. So yeah. And th- that look I. I stand by my pick, and I'm very happy with it. And the only thing I'm not happy oh, about we'll see. is we'll, have to, we'll just have to wait a little longer to find is out. not knowing exactly. That's that's the only yeah. thing I'm not happy about. But we get better man, and of course, this is the time where the crowd gets to shine in that first chorus part where Ed just lets them rip into it. And uh, this was a little bit of a different tag here. Would you think of the lyrics? It sounded like. I don't think those are other lyrics of "Save It for Later." It sounded like he was improving. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he he does this occasionally where he'll he'll take the basic structure and just improv a little bit off of it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I like. It's just it's just a sign that he was again one of those nights when when the band's in a good mood and they're playing around and he he feels like he has he can take the liberty to to make it a little personal and give the crowd a little something special. Encore one set and gets you into the second and they start off that by turning around and facing the backside of the crowd and tells everybody that the crowd just became backup singers, which they've pretty much been backup singers all night. I don't know Get what he's it? talking about. Backup singers. Oh, he's he's got the jokes. He's the king of the dad jokes, but uh, yep. they play uh, elderly woman to the back of the crowd, which it changes some lyrics in this. And, uh, you know, in that first verse, he says, thank you all for taking me, which, you know, I think is another sign, like we were saying before, of him, you know, being able to change lyrics and just kind of banter during songs is a sign that he's having fun and he's very loose. So yeah, and also it's, he'd, he'll do this occasionally when they're playing in kind of an out of the way area. Yeah, and like this is this is Eastern Europe, like it's not somewhere they go every year. Right. So yeah, he'll he'll when he's in a cool like I'm sure it was a great venue, like probably really old and um, really probably you know had great views and everything. So I'm sure they walked around the city and got a feel for how how old the city is and feel for all the history. So yeah, I'm sure he, he'll throw that in occasionally. One of the things they, when there's a, 
when they're in a unique spot. At some point in the set, one of the things they said about the city, which I found to be interesting because I know nothing about uh, most of Poland, even though I think most of my family descends from Poland, um, is that Krakow is kind of like the intellectual community of of the country. Did you, did you catch when he was talking about that? Yeah, he talks about that. You it's know, kind of progressive. You know, Warsaw might be the capital, but right. this is really the capital. You know? Right, yeah. right. So that's it. That's kind of cool. That's a uh, you know just a little bit of factoid that I never would have picked up on. Yeah, it's 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 got a lot of history. You know, going back to World War Two and even beyond that. Like you know, it's a really all this that whole Eastern European area is like very very old. Like yeah. stuff that's been around. You know. We, we don't even, you know, you can't even imagine, you know, if you haven't been there. But, yeah, I'm sure they. it's one of those things where, like, being in this band has given them a chance to, to go to places that they never would have gone. We talked about it in, when they went to Singapore yeah. and Taiwan. We did all those shows where it's uh, it's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know, and they've been lucky to do it to do it two or three times at this point. Yeah, uh, I think in total they've played Poland seven times. So, you know, and but, again, they haven't been to Krakow, so it's yeah. it seems like a completely different atmosphere than uh, what they would be getting in Katowice or, or any of the or Warsaw or any of the other places. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just and that could be one of the reasons why they they plan on going back. And good call by them. You get more in the set list. So, sort of coming from elderly woman until the end is comfortably numb, and then you're you know, bread and butter ish section alive fucking up and yellow lead better. Um, comfortably numb is great. I think they're, they're soaring the whole way through and it sounds really good. Uh, but I, Blah. yeah, you're not a pink Floyd guy. So yeah, it's not, not my thing. Okay. Uh, anything on the bread and butter to end it? I, I, I think, uh, yeah. Fucking up is a, is a, is a good choice for this, man. I think it gives it, it gives it kind of a, a nice bookend with the way it started with Other Girl in Present Tense, where mm-hmm. you're kind of like, whoa. And I think Fucking Up is that one where you're like, you know, they, they, it doesn't get played a lot. You know, it's one of those that, and it, it got played a lot back in like 98, 2000, but it, it's been pretty rare now in this last 10 years or so. So I think that, that was a nice touch to, to throw that in there. Yeah, and I kind of like how we were able to hit on it again. We don't hit on this song a whole lot. But we last week we kind of you know in encore two just said you know what let's let's kind of let's kind of ride off and, and finish this up and we didn't really get a chance to talk about fucking up even though same thing can't keep as an opener and a couple of those really rare songs in between and you have in the bread and butter spot where you're supposed to get a baba or rocking in the free world you get fucking up so it just it adds on to everything and it makes the set feel feel more like that you know rare uncommon feel to it especially you know when you don't get something really common at the end it 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 overall makes you feel like you got everything from front to back the whole thing was was a surprise yeah definitely yeah i thought it was great i think it's and it's a chance you know and for the people that know it you know it's again it's not the not the most popular neil young cover that they do but um, it's a chance for the people to know it's, it's a cool moment to say, you know, that, why do I, you know, it's, it's a great moment for the crowd to one last time to kind of throw them for a loop. What's cool here is that 
he points out a kid during the song and they kind of break in between this and Ledbetter and which doesn't really happen when, when they, they transfer from, uh, uh, the two songs, maybe they'll introduce the band or something like that, but it, they don't take breaks like this and, and kind of point somebody out in the crowd, but Ed sort of has a connection with a kid in the crowd that's wearing a Soundgarden shirt. And he's saying to this kid, he's going back and forth. He says something like, either you're a weird looking adult or you're the coolest kid I've ever seen. (laughs) And I I just thought that was cool. And then uh, Stone and Matt start playing uh, Super Unknown, which is just, you know, fun little snippet of that. And uh, yeah. Again, I, I think that goes back to when we mentioned Soundgarden earlier. So we said it would show up again, and it does. And um, at some point in Ledbetter, the kid was able to get Stone's guitar. I don't know if he was playing it or not, but like Stone hmm. just gave him his guitar, and he got on stage cool. or something like that. I, I didn't, I didn't go seeking out the video, but apparently the kid yeah. got to have a moment on stage, which. Fitting, fitting into to a stone centric show. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we're at the finish here. We've made it past the finish line of Krakow, and now we get to decide our top three. Yeah, um, this is like this is not easy, you know, because this this doesn't have a black. It doesn't have a Jeremy. Doesn't have a daughter. Like where they would get a chance to have like a big moment for the crowd. Um, but I'll say. Uh, not for you with the kind of unique call and response thing. Cool tag at the end. Uh, never get tired of hearing Sleater Kinney on there. Uh, my number two, I'll say other side. Um, just being the third time ever played, uh, really like that song. Anytime you get a, a lost dog like that showing up this early in a set, it's going to be special. And my number one is just the two songs at the beginning, the, the one-two punch of the girl in present tense. I thought it was really nice, and it's not something you're going to get maybe ever again. So uh, enjoy. I thought that was that was a great way to start. All right. I guess I don't have to talk in this section, do I? <laughs> Pretty much. Do you have the nailed. same three? Yeah, uh, yeah. Present tense. Yeah, present tense was one of my big moments from the show, but um, – other side an honorable mention honorable mention to lightning bolt and all or none and just right better man i thought those 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 were great but yeah those three i think stood out to me yeah yeah i I think if we're like picking overall i really liked the just the section in the beginning of last exit why go and evolution i thought that was a really good kickoff to what the show was gonna be and even though those are three pretty common songs it felt like you were getting something different when they were all together. I, I, you don't get them together that often. So that was a cool moment, but I, I, yeah. I really like this version of not for you and how unique the, uh, the call and response was like you were saying and other side, you can't, you know, you can't not put that in top three when you're thinking of this show. That's right. just, right. It's impossible. So, um, how about rating it? Where does it stand? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep in mind that this was voted very highly on yeah, people's lists yeah. in the show of the I decade. Know. I know. It probably yeah. finished. It definitely finished top twenty. It might have finished top fifteen. I'm not sure. It wasn't ten, but it was. It was high. I'm gonna give people it. Like the show. And this may seem low, but I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Okay. Um, I thought it was totally solid. Like, 
you know, it, it it was what it was, but I just thought it was it was missing some of those moments. Like they're like given to fly is in a weird spot, you know the and like I, I said, I, I loved parts of it. Comfortably numb is kind of a, a pass for me. So uh, I thought you know I would have liked to have heard something else there, maybe a sonic reducer or leaving here or something like that. But um, yeah, just. I mean, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't didn't get into that upper echelon for me. But yes, yeah, seven and a half, perfectly solid. You know, not, nothing wrong with it. You know, but just seemed a little missing something. Okay. Um, here's my thing. So sometimes it's just sort of the mood that you're in when you listen to to show sometimes, and either they hit you in the right way or they don't necessarily hit you where you expected them to hit. And this, you know, while all this stuff is going on with social distancing and, and, you know, kind of staying in the house for a long time, I, you know, I have been feeling moody and, and not very happy because how none of us are very happy right now. Uh, It's, it's a shit time. We have to go back and put on that and put on that Nagoya show. (laughs) <laughs> that would fit but i wanted something to sort of yeah. lift my spirits and this yeah this uh especially the first set in this really put me in a much better mood and made me feel like i was part of the day and and made me want to go and eat some lunch and you know want to actually go and do stuff you know I, it's i haven't been to the gym in two weeks because i don't want to go to the gym and, and contract anything like i you know it's it sucks right now sucks, but, uh, this was a nice little distraction of everything that sucked. And I will give the nod to that and the show and, and how much I, I do appreciate the crowd coming through on such a, what I would think is a random country, random city for them. But you know, now it's kind of bring on Krakow. I want to see what they do in 2020. So for that, I think I'm going with an 8.5 to your 7.5. Cool. So yeah, sure. Both. That's yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. There's yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Both very good grades. So, um, all right, that, that wraps up this episode. What are we doing next week? You have no idea, do you? Cause we haven't, uh, yeah, discussed. I have a, I have a hope. Okay, I can hope that we're gonna we're gonna hit we're gonna hit a very special show from the '90s, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, what country do you think? Do you think it's gonna be another around the world show, or I think I think yeah, I think it's I think we need to knock out another around the world show, right? I think we gotta because we are in that time period where we're yeah. We gotta get. We got a lot of countries to get to, guys. We're gonna try because to, because we can't leave the house, so we have to get out somehow. Yep, yep. So we go as far away from Georgia and Connecticut as possible. Last week, we stayed in Connecticut. We got to get the fuck out. So, uh, I'm thinking, how about Stockholm from 1992? What do you think? Sounds good. Stockholm, Sweden, 1992. We hit, you know, one of the uh, one of the Nordic countries over there and we'll do a couple of those but uh this is a really unique set list it's um it's 20 songs at a time where they're blossom blossoming into something special and uh yeah i haven't i haven't taken a a, listen to it take a hard take a hard left turn going from 2018 back to 1992 (laughs) yeah that's that's a good 26 years so 
we should see uh we'll see how the magic was back then and i i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do two because there's a another country that's up in that territory that we want to hit on but the only time that they've ever been there was one stint opening up for neil young and it's nine songs long and i wanted to see if we can find it so i think for patreon that week what we'll do is we'll do a little double header we'll do stockholm and then we'll do uh i believe it was helsinki finland right uh, right. in 93. So one of those very early 93 shows where nothing from verses had come out yet. It was shortly after slim. So you're getting stuff like, I think animal and glorified G that were very, very early on. So we'll listen to that sort of stuff. So if you want to hear that episode, check in with us next week or now you want to be a part of our patron. We're, we're very close to our goal. By the way, we set up when we started this whole thing, we set up a hundred dollars a month and we are $10 away from hitting that. So if you want to be a part of that, we are also, you know, one member away from hitting 40, which is fantastic. So, you know, again, big things are happening and uh we the more Yeah, thanks to people we, that join we in, should mention too, thanks to thanks to Brandon from the Better Band podcast. Brandon for, joined for joining Patreon. He 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 helped us out and came on that episode. Um when I was when I was six, so thanks a lot, Brandon. I'm sure he probably just wanted to hear his own outtakes. Um, so that's <laughs> what I was thinking too. Stick around, but yeah, but I definitely wanted to give him uh, give him a shout out. So thanks, Brandon. I really hope that you guys, the fans of the Better Band podcast, that are listening, and I and I hope you guys are because he does a very good job at what he's doing. I hope you guys appreciated the the lengths I went to to put together the the Easter eggs in that episode because I was very proud of those. <laughs> I was very proud of, of, you know, combining the two shows and, uh, you know, unifying were there some them. Hidden, were there some hidden Simpsons references in there that I missed? Oh, there was one. We did make one at one point. I don't know if it made yeah. an outtake or not, but, yeah, there, there was one. I, I, okay. uh, I should have I ended it. No, oh, that was it. He ended the show by saying, smell you later. Okay. That was it. So, right. there you go. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I, you know, we love that show. So, give them some love. And he's always looking for new guests. I think he's, he's setting up the No Code and the Yield episodes now. So, I think there's still a lot of good songs left. So, if you want to hit him up, you uh, you can find him on... on uh, Instagram and yeah, you know, Twitter he's, and Facebook. You know, it's 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 just it's part of the he's part of the podcast family. Sure just is. like the the Brads and Justin Cade and Jamily Matters and you know it's you're getting if you listen to everything, you get a really complete picture of this band. So I think it's I recommend just listening to all of them. And if that you, way you, you get the full picture. And if you listen to us, you get a headache. <laughs> I got dad jokes too, you guys. Sometimes. that's a good cue to end this uh thank you all for listening in and uh thanks everybody yeah keep keeping up with us the whole time so this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways i miss you already and i miss you always for randy and john and krakow 2018 we'll be back next week to go way back into the past to hit up stockholm sweden of 1992 until then Shall see you goodbye. Solidarnosk.
Gracias.